revolutionary, but you can't murder revolution. King Kong ain't got on me. Your five dollar ass down before I make change. Well, the secret is you got to coordinate. Damn! Good morning, my neighbors. And you. Yes. Yes. You too. Get out. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yo, watch this. My name is Hartson. Sean Edwards sitting across the table. What's up? Broadcast in the house live again. From Kansas City. Margarita in hand. Cheers, baby. Cheers. cheers. We didn't do that again. cheers last week. We didn't? I last thought we did. Week. I forget sometimes we have too many. And the days blending together, especially in August. Sean Edwards, what's the word, baby? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Staying busy? That phone's been going off. Yeah, man. What's happening? Know. What you do? Man, I'm celebrating. What no, you do? do I'm celebrating. Got another movie dropping. My man. Well, hold on. Cheers again, yeah, then. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Got another one. Another, another one. one. There he is. This was some scary ass shit. I don't want to talk too much about it. Just Can I ask you if it is with our friend Deion Taylor? Yes, it is. Another okay, Hidden awesome. Empire project. Excellent. Hidden Empire film group in the house. So you know it's going to be good then? It's going to be excellent. Love I've man. seen it a hundred times. I worked on it. Just when y'all were thinking, Sean's over here just taking vacations. No, no, Sean's working. Nah, it's dope. It's a, it's, a, it's a dope horror movie. I can't wait. And I'm not a horror dude. You know that. I'm not a scary movie I'm not guy. either. You know That's that. why I was hard on this one. But like, this is our dude. I'm going to watch it for him. I was scared to death. Good. It's scary. Uh-oh. It's really scary. You got to wait till next year. But, I mean, 2022 is almost here. It's August, man. It's going by fast. Hey, at this point, though, man, maybe it's better that it is going to be a 2022 joint. Maybe we'll have something settled by then. These masks are back. I had to, bring, I had to give you one of mine, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, because I'm confused by the dates because you got like state mandates, city mandates, county, county mandates, yeah. neighborhood mandates. <laughs> Each one has a different date. I'm juggling dates on my head, but you know what? I'm going to make it simple. I'm just going to mask up regardless. Name <laughs> broke, don't fix it. Let's mask up, baby. I'm going to mummify my body. I'm not even I'm not even going to play with it. And yes, I'm vaccinated, but I'm still not going to play with it. Uh-uh. We ain't going play with this mess. Let's watch this. Another week in the book with Sean and I. We take a look at the week that was through the Woo! lens what of pop culture, cinema, streaming, what you watching, what you listening to. I love this shirt, man. Oh, man. Got that Thank Be you. Kind like Rewind. Fake, fake blockbuster video with the KC. shirt. KC, be kind. I love that. Trying to be nice out here in these streets. Speaking of which, all right, be kind, rewind. All right, what you watching? Let's 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 see what Where Sean's we watching. With? I watch a little bit of everything. The one thing that I'm watching, but apparently a lot of people aren't, are the Olympics. Patrick Mahomes, buddy, let's go, dude. When's the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, let's talk versus. Quarantine music fans getting the treat of a lifetime. They're calling it the versus effect. Hundreds of thousands of people are tuning in. That's Madison Square Garden three times over. The response was incredible. Like after this was over, my numbers went up crazy. All of the artists' catalogs been going up 100%. Babyface and Teddy Riley's songs double in streams. They crashed the internet. Instagram made an announcement. They crashed IG. It's the biggest event. Monday Night Versus was the most incredible night of my life. A lot of people call it battles. We're battling enough in the world today. So let's flip it around and celebrate each other by playing amazing songs that change the world. The great news here is you're actually going to keep it going. So who else are we going to see? Y'all better recognize. Explain what it is for those who have no idea what this is. Break okay, it down. so Versus was actually an Instagram, an IG live creation. It popped up during the height of the pandemic. It was essentially created by Swizz Beats and Timbaland. And if I got to break down who Swizz Beats and Timbaland is, then you're checking out of this segment entirely. We've already lost you. We've already lost you. So... These two fine gentlemen who happen to be some of the best producers in the world created this concept called Versus where you have two particular artists, usually that represent some sort of 
historical perspective because they have had to have been around for a while and amass the catalog that's worthy of celebration. And you take these two artists and you put them up against each other and one artist does a song and another artist does a song and then they do a song and another person does a song and you determine who's got the dopest catalog and it, it started off simple because it was just the ig live thing but now they do it in person and it's broadcast through ig live so it's basically like the greatest concert you could ever attend in your life and it's concert meets rap battle meets all-star games meets meets, meets, meets social meets social media it's all of that i mean it's just dope and the fact that corporate america hasn't like just jumped on this because dude the numbers of people watching huge dude some of these verses have had more than a million people check in and it goes up every single week every time now every the pandemic time. really is what got this going right this is something it did, that- but it's it's actually I'm, I'm telling you this is my prediction this is one of the few things that was created during the pandemic that's not going to fade post pandemic versus is already a household name in the urban market and this last versus was a yeah and this last versus was a true tribute to the culture of hip-hop the locks versus dipset and if i have to break that down <laughs> i just lost you again but i will say this as a as a child of hip-hop as someone who made a living on hip hop as someone who used to write for the source for Vibe Double XL magazine. I gotta like reevaluate my top five greatest MCs of all time. Cause my dude Jadakiss representing the locks. Lord have mercy. Talk about the king of New York. New York, the real New York. I'm outside. I don't live in Miami. I don't live in Colorado. Come to my block and see me, my I like this. I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. I'm from New York. What? This is going to help jumpstart more tours, I think. Dipset and the locks are going on tour. Why would you not? That's like, that's dough on top of dough. And after watching that versus, the cost and the price of the tickets just went up. Like you said, it's WWE, Super Bowl, all See, I'll take this. I will take this over all that celebrity boxing bullshit that's going on right now. Oh, 100%. That YouTube boxing stuff. Man, that's kind of what this is. Some of these matchups have been classic, man. When they did the Monica versus Brandy, what? Look, they did Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like Even the old dudes. Man, these are dream matchups. No, my dream matchup is when we start. We need to. We got to take verses to heaven. I want to see Michael Jackson versus Prince. Ring the bell. Ding, ding. We're going to heaven on that one. And Michael Jackson would get destroyed by Prince. TKO. No, no. Straight. No, KO. 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 <laughs> Prince got too much stuff. KO. All right, let's wrap it up with this. And I think that folks like you are helping amplify it. This Alvin Ailey documentary, man. It's important. Do you feel as though you had to sacrifice anything to stay in dance? Everything. The Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater is one of the most important contemporary dance companies in the world. People were just, oh my God, they've never seen anything like it. Choreographers start with an empty space, a body or two, and we say carve the space. I love creating something where there was nothing before. I was born in the Depression, 1931. Rural country, tough times. When I was 14, I discovered the theater. And it touched something in me. But there was no bodyguard. Alvin entertained my dreams that a black boy could actually dance. Being able to say through the choreography, I am. It transcends dance. Break it down for us. Yeah, man, we're talking about a lot of stuff that, if you don't know, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Alvin Ailey's a he's definitely a pioneer. Absolutely. Um, African American created the first black dance company in America. Just a pioneer in the art form of ballet. Did so much groundbreaking work in that arena. Finally, a documentary that documents his life. They did a great job of you know going from the beginning and taking it to the end. But they also had the benefit of having a lot of his performances that this dance company did around the world available for them to use because it's really hard to tell the Alvin Ailey story without really seeing these works of arts that he created in the arena of ballet and then they talked a lot about his personal stories and his struggles with mental health right. and his struggles with right. coming out right. unfortunately the one thing that's missing from the documentary that I wish they included was Alvin Ailey's strong ties to Kansas City Absolutely and how he right. created and, and really increased that, that cultural footprint by reaching out to a small Midwestern city and just really helping them to latch on to the art form of ballet. Friends of Alvin Ailey still exist in Kansas City. Ailey Camp, which teaches young kids the art of ballet, is still around. Absolutely. Very influential. They Amen. did it here first. Uh, very, 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 very groundbreaking and pioneering ideas that took off from here. And that wasn't included at all in the documentary. That's my only knock on the documentary. But if you don't know about Alvin Ailey, the documentary is a great starting point. You need to watch, you need to know, and you need to learn. You know, I don't know a lot of producers in the business, <clears throat> but I do know one <clears throat> who I'm sitting right across the table from. That sounds like a story worth telling. Yeah, it's definitely Sean definitely Edwards. feature film. Definitely some feature as film. As you got a Casey yeah. shirt on as we exactly. speak. Exactly. Definitely some feature film territory right saying, there. Man. Definitely feature No, no, no. Definitely feature film territory. I will I will 100% agree with that. Alvin Ailey was an amazing artist and an amazing pioneer. Sean Edwards, I'm ready to go, man. That was excellent. I think we queued up. Watched a lot of stuff. I think we got these folks ready to do a little bit of news, and then we'll go do some fun stuff again. All right, let's do it. What's happening in the world of news? Bye, Felicia. Box office battle. Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson now suing Disney over the release of the hit Avengers spinoff on Disney+. Plus. We are talking about one of the highest paid actresses in the world, saying she's not getting paid enough for her latest movie, Black Widow. That's according to this lawsuit. We have unfinished business. The actress has sued the Walt Disney Company over the way the company chose to release her latest film, Black Widow, alleging a breach of contract. With the pandemic, everything has changed. So Black Widow was released simultaneously in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. The lawsuit filed Thursday says, with the bulk of Miss Johansson's compensation being tied to box office receipts, Disney knew that the cannibalization of such receipts by Disney Plus would save Marvel and by extension Disney very large amounts of money that it would otherwise owe Miss Johansson. Adding, her team's attempts to reach an understanding were ignored. You don't know everything about me. The film broke pandemic era records and has brought in over $300 million worldwide, millions more from streaming on Disney Plus. But the Wall Street Journal reports the the actress may have lost out on more than $50 million in revenue that could have been generated by the movie's success. Scar Joe V. Disney. Woo, man. It seems significant, right? It's No, it's tremendously significant. I get both sides. I understand what Disney was trying to do. As a corporation, they're trying to survive the pandemic. So I, I understand their strategy with their release models on all their films. I mean, look, you can't just rely on movie theaters right now. You, you're going to lose. And they're like, look, we got a streaming platform. And that's the arena in which they want to grow. So I understand if you got this content that people want to see, you use that as the carrot to dangle in front of people to get these 
monthly subscriptions because once you lock people in monthly, you got them. And I mean, that's the future. That's the growth of, of, of the movie business is streaming and all the different platforms in which you can show content. So I get Disney. I get what they're trying to do. Scarlett Johansson, I 100% understand. I mean, you're an artist. These actors, directors, producers were making money based off box office returns with these back-end deals. And, and you know that once Disney the- does something, we're past the point of no return at that point. Because they, they own some of the biggest money-earning IPs that are out there. I mean, they have Marvel. They have Star Wars. They have Pixar. I mean, those are I mean, those are huge IPs. So, you know, like I said, I get where Disney's coming from. I also get where Scarlett Johansson's coming from and representing, like, the actors and the filmmakers and the producers that are, that, that are invested into these projects. But... <laughs> The problem I do have is, uh-oh, why Scarlett Johansson got to be the spokesperson? Because people ain't feeling old girl like that. Scar Joe, voice the voiceless. Um, Woo, okay. man. Okay. I have so many mixed feelings about that. Hey, more power to her. But also, like Disney said, we already paid you $20 million. I need this. I'm not getting paid battle cry to come from, like, someone who's made a major movie that got paid table scraps. $20 million? This is a case that's going to be bigger than her and bigger than just this moment about Black Widow. And it's just, you know, if, if our new populist face is Scarlett Johansson, yeah. then we are in we are in for a hell of a ride. Because Black Widow didn't have no black people in it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, imagine like, if this was Zendaya leading the cause to recalibrate the system, I man. can see that. And I think we both have the same issues. So we want to root for Scarlett Johansson. I want everybody she takes to get that the money. Yeah. And we want everybody to get that money. Scarlett can't be the face. Right? Scarlett, Scarlett can't be the face. Are we bad guys for saying that? Maybe. But I don't care. I've, I been, just, I've been a bad guy before. I can, I'll be a bad guy on this one. But like I'm saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against anyone getting that money. And I understand that contracts were set and put in place. And the pandemic kind of threw things off. But Scarlett's not the one. The baby suffers oh, the consequences. <laughs> Celebrities are speaking out following the baby's homophobic comments made during his recent appearance at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami. Yeah, and one of those stars is Dua Lipa, who recently collaborated with the rapper on the remix of her hit song, Levitating. Responding to his comments, the Grammy winner shared a statement on her Instagram story reading, I'm surprised and horrified at DaBaby's comments. I really don't recognize this as a person I worked with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community. We need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance around HIV AIDS. Following the backlash, the baby released a statement on Twitter writing, Anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you? Y'all business is y'all business. Sean Edwards, break it down. What does Forrest Gump say? Sometimes stupid does as stupid <laughs> do. Or what, what was the saying? I'm about to bring Jesus in on this one. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so all humans have not evolved. Not at all. I said earlier in the show, I'm a child of hip-hop i can't sit here and say that i'm a child of hip-hop and not admit that man the history of hip-hop in the lgbt community has been rugged to say the least like i've been listening to hip-hop damn near my whole life and 
Everything that the baby said was 100% dead wrong, and I've heard worse. <laughs> like, I've absolutely positive heard worse in recordings, during concerts, while hanging out with rappers. Mm -hmm. So At the barbershop? Oh, my God, yes. There's been an educational struggle. Absolutely. Uh, there's been a cultural struggle. Um, is it getting better in hip-hop? What you think? It's gotten better. No, it's gotten better, which is, like, that was why I was so confused by, you know, everything that the baby did on stage. I'm like, dude, did, did you meet Michael J. Fox and he transported you back to 1989? <laughs> like, what happened? If nothing else, man, read the room. It's just, if you just watch a little bit of TV, if you just read a little bit, if you've just been on social media for five minutes, I mean, you should be able to understand the climate and have a general sense of what's going on out here either he's extremely clueless or 100 doesn't give a f and I, I thought chris brown and when you're quoting chris brown that's saying a lot i thought <laughs> i thought chris Ooh. brown summed it up the best Ooh. he's like just go on stage perform thank your fans and shut the f up like, but when you're quoting chris brown on something that's how egregious what Ooh. you did is boy <laughs> and if you're out there listening it's the baby the one da he's the one who the babysitter not little baby there's a difference don't get them confused and little baby wants you to know the difference real hard right now exactly he really wants you to know the difference right i now. just feel so bad for dua lipa every rap interlude <laughs> ain't worth it it ain't, it ain't. <laughs> sorry dua sean edwards welcome to the billionaires club rihanna rihanna just joined the billionaires club I couldn't tell you how happy I am. On Wednesday, Forbes announced that the 33-year-old singer has officially become the wealthiest female musician in the world and is second only to Oprah Winfrey as the richest female entertainer. Sky's the limit. No rules. I can do whatever I want. The publication estimates Riri's worth has climbed to an impressive $1.7 billion, due in large part to her ventures in the world of beauty and fashion. It's like a newborn, so you just you have to nourish it and be hands-on. and. I've been really excited. Can't believe it happened that quickly. We've been working on it for years. Fenty Beauty, which Forbes confirms Rihanna is a 50% owner of, makes up $1.4 billion of the mogul's fortune, which is super impressive since she only just launched the brand in 2017. I ain't mad at her. We'll never be mad at her. Nah, and you know what? She did it. And it wasn't because of the music. Like, she's straight businesswoman. Like, that's how you do it, man. You take the knowledge and you just make it happen. But here's what's interesting that no one's really talking about. Rihanna's a billionaire. Kanye West is a billionaire. Jay-Z's a billionaire. Beyonce's about to be a billionaire. That whole clique that's surrounded around Jay-Z, like, he's actually practicing what he preaches. He makes people rich. That's all the same clique. Like, the only other black people that are in entertainment that aren't billionaires is like Oprah and Tyler Perry. Everybody else is in the Jay-Z clique. <laughs> what is this black rat pack called? Do they got a name yet? They don't have a name. They don't need the a name. Rock Nation. What am I saying? That's it. He's already got a name for it. It's called Rock Nation. <laughs> Rock Nation. And let's wrap it up with this. Sean Edwards, MTV turns 40. Five, four. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Wow. Where were you? Watching it <laughs> as it came on air at 12.01 a.m. Did you watch it live? Y'all 40 now, man. Tell that story. I'm way past 40. That's why I remember. But no, they um, they promoted it all summer long. I, I remember um, cable service was provided through American Cablevision. Now, we didn't have it in my house, but my aunt had it. I mean, they were passing out buttons in the neighborhood, and you didn't even know what it was. Buttons were big back then. You pin them on your jean jacket. I know a lot of people are trying to beat that back now in 2021, but buttons were all the rage in the 80s. I just remember May, June, July. That's all 
all they talked about was like music channel, music channel. And we were like, huh? Like, what is what is this music channel? And then you got excited about it because you just got excited about it. There wasn't nothing else to watch. You know, primarily mostly like white rock groups, but we didn't care. And you were just like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. And we're hooked ever since. I gotta imagine that this big date deal. was a, it's a, this is a big thing for you, right? It was a bigger deal when it got cool, though. My connection with MTV, because you gotta remember they didn't they didn't play a lot of black artists, but when they did, they gravitated toward actually Prince first, because Prince had two music videos, 1999 and Little Red Corvette, that they played before they really got into the whole Michael Jackson thing, and then Michael Jackson blew everybody's mind first with Billie Jean, and then later beat it, and then Thriller came much later, but the Thriller premiere was something you would never forget and then my biggest connection to mtv is when they started yo mtv raps because yo mtv raps actually kicked off before local radio stations actually played hip-hop on air like hot 103 here in kansas city they didn't play hip-hop on a regular basis until deep until the 90s that changed your life yeah oh fab five freddy Fat Five Freddy's still one of the coolest dudes on the planet to this day. But yeah, we're celebrating MTV at 40. But my biggest thing with this is that Rolling Stone magazine, they put out an article celebrating the 100 best music videos ever. And it's the most garbage list ever because it's actually a non-starter. Because any list that says they're celebrating the 100 best music videos ever made and it doesn't have Thriller at number one is immediately invalid. And they did not have Thriller at number one. That list is immediately invalid. And just so people know, Rolling Stone said uh, Beyonce's formation was the best video of all time. <laughs> okay. By the way, it's a good video. Don't get me wrong. We're not knocking it. It's a great video. It's not the best of all time. It's not the not best even by of all mile. time. That's not even Beyonce's best video of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's easily single ladies. Greatest legacy 40 years later. Go. MTV's greatest legacy 40 years later is that a bunch of directors usually out of film school got a chance to hone their skills by shooting and filming music videos that later went on to become great directors like david fincher wow excellent yeah. mark romantic the list goes on and on and, and on and on so like you know this era of great directors they all got their start most of them shooting music videos that's the greatest contribution to me sean edwards when we come back you talk too Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, baby. My man. How yeah. is she? I mean, Jennifer's great, man. Uh, we go she back. seems like a we treasure, to, man. Yeah, we Seriously. worked together before. She oh. did a movie called The Secret Life of Bees. Oh, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I helped do some promotional stuff at the uh, Toronto Film Festival back in the day. She's she's cool. She's fun, man. She's you know, she's like classy hood. Classy hood, huh? She's classy hood. How, I, how, I love how Jennifer. You do, how you do classy hood, Sean Edwards? She does it. Just <laughs> follow Jennifer Hudson around. I mean, her story, think about that. Jennifer Hudson is an icon now. And we found her on on TV on a singing show. And she didn't win. And she didn't win. Like, she that's win. wild, man. She didn't win America. But she was on American Idol when American Idol was hard to win. But she's arguably, probably the second most successful person off of American Idol. Who number one? Carrie Underwood. I would have said number one Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, that's what I was saying, number one. I don't know. Carrie Underwood's got more bangers than Kelly Clarkson. I'm talking about overall success. Kelly Clarkson's on TV every day well, now. now you know what I mean? Yeah, she's moved up a you little bit. You know what bit. I mean? Jennifer's done TV movies, but Jennifer's got that Oscar. The Oscar's the hardest 
trophy to get. How's respect? Respect's great. It's all because of Jennifer. I mean, Jennifer's a really good actress, and she could do no wrong. And the fact that she can sing and sound like Aretha Franklin is fantastic. It's just a great movie. It's a, an adult movie that was completely watchable. It was entertaining. It was informative. It's hard to encapsulate Aretha Franklin's entire life in two and a half hours. So if you have to yeah, knock it, that's tough. It, it's really tough, which is why the, the TV series Genius had an advantage over the movie because they were able to tell Aretha Franklin's story. I believe it was like eight episodes. So that gave them time to expand on it. And Cynthia Revo was great as Aretha Franklin as well. So I'm not going to pit Cynthia Revo versus Jennifer Hudson. They, they, they both portrayed her very well. But if I had to lean one way, I'm leaning toward Jennifer Hudson's performance. I just liked it a little bit better, but it's, it's a good movie overall. But she has some really great things to say about bringing Aretha Franklin's story to life. Sean Edwards and Jennifer Hudson. Watch this. Assume the f***ing position. Uh, put your pants up. Say it loud. <laughs> All right. What you pressure was there on you because she did an Uncle Sam on you. She was like, I want you to tell her life story. I mean, you know, come on. That's a lot, a lot of pressure. Like, it's one thing to have the Queen of Soul say you want to, she wants you to play her, but then you have to play the Queen of Soul that we all love so much. I'm like, oh my God, why are you messing with me? Like, like how, how? That's the first question. And but 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 it was because of her encouragement. It, that's what got me through it. You know, even when I would have moments like, oh, my God, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Because it's not nothing easy to do. You can't just wake up and say, I'm going to be the queen of soul today. No, it doesn't work like that. How many albums have you had? Four. And no hits. Honey, find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. How many songs did you actually sing of hers for the movie, for the film? That is a great question. Ooh, I don't know why 13 comes to mind. Somewhere up in there. And I sang them all live while filming. I just remember when I finally got to the last one, I had already passed and I'm like, I'm done singing. I am, you know, <laughs> but I think it's about 13. Which song was the most challenging for you? Um, I like to think all of them, but... If I have to pick one, I would say respect is the one that just like stopped me in my tracks where I was like, wait a minute, I get to sing respect. And I think why well, I would say all of them are challenging because all of Aretha's songs are iconic and they're treasures to us all. So how do you recreate this and maintain the context in which we know it and love it. That's important to me as a music lover and as a fan. Find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. I need a change. I want to sing what I want to sing. Now, had you ever performed uh, an Aretha Franklin song before? Like, you know, when you were coming up as young Jennifer or when you were on American Idol? My American Idol audition song was Share Your Love With Me by Aretha Franklin. Oh, so wow. yeah. 
And my American Idol tour song was Baby, Baby, Sweet Baby, Since You've Been Gone by Aretha Franklin, which I got to record for the film as well. So again, I've been a fan. And I mean, if you're a singer and you want to sing, you're definitely going to listen to some Aretha. And at some point, she's going to have an impact on you as a as an artist. So this is good, huh? It's real good. And I told you, she's ghetto classy, right? Ghetto classy. That's Very it? ghetto That's classy. Put that on classy. her shirt. Tell her to put yeah. that on her shirt. <laughs> I'm ghetto classy, baby, and proud of it. Damn it. When we come back, Sean, we're going to wrap this thing up with a review of the new Suicide Squad. I love this. Like, I'm excited for this movie. It, yeah, I need you're going to hate me. <laughs> no. You're going to hate me. I was, it's all I, good, though. Man, I brought my popcorn bags <laughs> ready. Be ready. It might be for you. Here's the deal. The Suicide Squad. Yo, know, I wish life were more like kickball where you just get to do a do-over because they basically are doing this over. I didn't think the first one was that bad. It's not great. And in my opinion, is the second one really that much better than the first one? Well, you know what? Let's find out, Sean Edwards. Right. Let's find out. Watch this. I have to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. Super villains. Sad souls in costumes. Wanting you to think they're all dark and deep. What's it like living life as a punchline? But all it would take would be one blessed act of rebellion for you to restore your dignity in its entirety. You know the deal. Complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Love him or hate him, these are your brothers and sisters for the next few days. Any questions? And? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for God's sake. All right, Sean, break it down. The Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. Sans Will Smith this time. Yes. Was that the reason why this was even made? Is because they had to, had to retcon Will out of it? I, it is some other stuff, too. It wasn't not the reason why. <laughs> no, right. Okay. It's a lot of behind-closed-door stuff com- coming off with this one. Um, What you think? I will tell you this hard, so I've never been more annoyed by a movie in my entire life. Oh, uh, why? Tell me why. It's just, it was just annoying. It's one of those movies where, like, the director was just trying to too hard to be cool i like this is calm down we got, uh, this is the gun guy right from, james gunn from yeah. all the guardians, guardians of the galaxy there's a way you can do too much and there's a way you shouldn't do too much and he chose the way you shouldn't do too much <laughs> okay a big problem with the movie too for all you parents out there listening it's way too violent for kids way too gory and for no good reason at all like come on man is that like down. a dc intentional thing do they want to not be marvel i guess they really don't want to be marvel but i mean Marvel know how to scoop that dough, so you might want (laughs) to imitate them a little bit more. It was just way too, way too violent and gory. Um, a little bit misogynistic. And um, how many, how many movies has has Margot Robbie been Harley Quinn? Oh, it's a bunch. But I love her though, man. But she's beginning to water the character down, and it's it's so far removed from who the character is on the comic book pages now. And it almost felt like this is Margot Robbie on Halloween night pretending to dress up as Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's kind of almost like playing the character. 
caricature of yes, Margot Robbie yes, playing yes, Harley Quinn. Yes, yes. Getting a, it's getting a little old. Man, it, this movie just, to me, was just a little too jittery. I mean, for me, all the jokes sort of fell flat. And I was like, oh, man, what's going on? It's not funny. And then the, the final 30 minutes was like WTF. Good and way that's hard way. to say in a bad way. Ah, shut I was not feeling this movie Jared, at all. What do they want us to get out of it? You know, when we watch a Marvel movie, we know it's going to lead to something else. What is this building towards? Do we know? Like, no. do they have a bigger world They were just this? trying to show you how ridiculously over the top we can be, and that's okay. the prize. Maybe I'm asking too much then. Maybe you're no, asking you're not. too much. No, but that, I mean, you can do that. Like, okay, here's an example of how over the top works as long as you keep it within the constraints of the plot and the storytelling is Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Those movies are stupidly over the top, <laughs> but they work because what Quentin did was he kept all of it within the the confines of the story that he's trying to tell and there was like a natural progression and a reason for all the mayhem that happened in both those films this one is just they just doing stuff and you're like okay that was cool and yeah margot robbie got to like slice up 50 dudes but <laughs> okay where are we where are we going i i don't know idris elba looked bored I, I i don't know it didn't work for me it was just just an example of like a director trying really really too hard but you know how it is that one kid in school who's always trying to be cool but the coolest dude is actually the person who's not trying to be cool and i thought if they would have toned it down a little better and like, provide a little more direction and told a better story it would have been a better movie all right sean break it down for me on that popcorn level my friend Woo! how many popcorn bags we give on this one i'm gonna be nice oh be nice okay look at two you. that's, that's nice. nice that's being nice <laughs> oh sean <laughs> I'm giving out zeros. <laughs> when we come back, we go home, it's not baby. not one. It's two. We're going to wrap this thing up. My name's Hart to let Sean Edwards. Like Jay-Z said, what's better, one billionaire or two? Two. <laughs> Watch this. Bye, Felicia. Sean Edwards, what's in our queue for next week, huh? What we got on this here show? Man, we're going to have some fun, man. We're going to break down the actual film respect with the actual review. Let people know what I'm gonna watch Jennifer it. Hudson wait. and Marlon Wayans was doing up there on the big screen. Because you can't watch that one at home. And I'm catching up with my girl, Victoria Justice. Ooh, she got nice. a, yeah, man. She got a new movie on Netflix. She's a pretty cool chick. What's the movie? This movie's called Afterlife of the Party. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's popped up in your queue. And they do the autoplay. <laughs> yeah. And it startles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, okay, okay, I'll watch that. And you watch it by accident because <laughs> yeah. they, they shocked you into man, it. That's, man, Netflix, man, Netflix, we forcing some movies man, and they got TV the series down. on you. Yeah. They got the formula you down, know, Sean. I didn't really mean to watch this, but I'm on episode seven, so I'll keep on going. <laughs> Hold on, Sean Edwards. I'll see you on our sheet for next week. What? What's on there? John Cena. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, John Cena's got another damn movie. He got another one out. Yeah, some vacation thing. My man, John Cena. Yeah, I guess the summer of Cena. This is that summer of Cena. Man, how many movies has he been in? He's like the white James Brown. <laughs> the hardest working man in show business. He's the hardest working And he's dude. wrestling again, too, right now. Yes. He's wrestling like, again. Like, he don't sleep. Taking on Roman Reigns. Is he still slam. married? No. So that's why he got all this free time. But I think she is, though. And she pregnant. So now you Already? Know, so now you know why he's so busy, right? He mad. Whoa. Is it a Jason Sudeikis situation? <laughs> Have you not been watching no, Total Bellas? No, hell no. I.E. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, Sean. I've never watched it. Nikki Bella got a new dude. That was his girl? Got a new baby. That's right. That was his girl, that right? That was his chick. So who's the dude? Some rich square who's yeah, but, not John Cena. Yeah, but the square lawyer dude can actually have sex because he's not roiding up. <laughs> he ain't roiding up. And John took that personally. I mean, it kind of makes sense why my guy's been so busy recently. No, 
Nah, it he, makes sense, he right? He's mine off of it. He's got that. He's been he's, busy. He's in revenge mode right now, right? He's in revenge mode. He's in collect the check mode. Yeah, but John Cena can get anybody he wants, right? It's John Cena. Kinda sorta. Could he get Rihanna? Rihanna ain't interested. Nah, because Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna ain't interested. She don't go that way at all, boy. She's like Chris Brown, ASAP Rocky, like, Drake. Who this nerd? Who this nerd <laughs> with armbands? You gotta be cool as hell, man. Chris Rock tells the funniest joke about that. He's like, one time like, he came in contact with Rihanna, and he, like he thought for a second he might try to holler, and he said Rihanna looked at him like he was her uncle. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. He's like, I'm sorry, Miss Fenty. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Hart Flesh, Sean Edwards. What's up, man? Back next Dope week. Show. Olympics will be dumb. Won't have to talk about that anymore. Damn. We're gonna be bringing you a show like I'm running a 200 meter dash. Ooh, when the curve, when the race, Sean Edwards. <laughs> when the curve, when the race. My name's Hart Flesh, Sean. We'll see you next week. Watch this. I miss my girl, man. Look at him working. Look at him. Where the food at? <laughs>